So tonight I want to talk on pathways. So um, for those of you from Tumby, want to thank those who came out on Thursday night to wake. Who loves awakening nights? Yeah. They are just awesome. Like, they are great times in the spirit. But um, uh, just thanks for, for coming down and, and making that time investment to come to awaken. It was, it was a really good night. Um, but uh, this morning we started a series on um, uh, God, Money and Me from Paul Dion. We did a video. And I thought, no, we're not going to do videos in Tumby Bay just yet. We're going to get live preaching. Because I need to get to preach this morning. It's like a fire caged up inside. I've got to let it out. So you get me to preach here instead. So I'm excited and hopefully you are too. But um, I want to talk about pathways. And I hope tonight can get us on a new pathway in Tumby Bay. Um, so I'm just going to go through some things. I'm going to try and stick to my notes, but I've got a feeling that I'm going to be distracted a lot today because of the you know, things going on around us. But before, I will get distracted straight away. Bill, can you stand up, please? Do a courtesy to everybody. Um, this is Bill. He's on our business management team. You can take that. So just whenever we get these guys here, just want those who don't know who we all are. Bill is on our business team, and he's a key part of that, has a... Uh, uh, the great way of bringing clarity to our uh, meetings uh, when we're talking about the business management of, of One Heart Church. And Ebony is out in the foyer. Uh, she's doing coffees and things like that. Yeah. She's uh, Ebony, do you want to pop in if she can hear? There's a sound if she can't hear. No, she just, no, she's gone. But um, Ebony is our treasurer and she's doing a, a, a really, really good job with all, uh, you know, managing our, our finances and budgets and all that kind of stuff. So, that's who we have with us today. We have the, the big hitters. They're the ones who can fire me. If I don't like anyone. So, okay, pathway. Psalm 32, verse 8. If you're taking notes, you can write these down. Hopefully they're going to pop up on there. Um, it says this. The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Now I want to add to that uh, and say, uh, let, let's add to this, the Lord has the best pathway for this church. Mm, yeah. the, the Lord has the best pathway for One Heart Church. And I don't want us to have a, a, an attitude that, well, there's One Heart Church in, in Port Lincoln, there's One Heart Church in Tumby Bay or wherever else we may end up in. But the Lord has a pathway for His church, mm. which we just happen to be in this part of it, um, called One Heart. But... Um, when on tours, who's ever been on a tour, like with, with a, gone overseas and, and gone on a tour somewhere? Um, I, I love being a tour guide. I did that once. It was like kind of unofficial. But we had a group of American kids come for, for an exchange program, and there was about 13 of them, and I had to find them homes and, and also just organise an itinerary. And I thought I found my call. I was. Got a minibus to fit them all in. I drove them all around and stopped to see if kidders on the side of the road and that thing in like on, on Crocodile Dundee or something like that. Uh, it, was, it was amazing, but I, I, I love that experience of being a tour guide. But when on tours, um, it's good to have a tour guide. They show us the places and, and they know the history. They, they can tell you the stories about the place. Um, and make it seem so exciting, even if it was probably really ordinary. It's like, wow, that's like, so amazing. But when the Lord says, I will be your guide, see, that's better than, than not, not knowing where we're going. When the Lord says he will guide us, it's like, 
It's like going on a tour to somewhere we've never been, but there's someone with us saying, this is what's important. This is what I want to show you. This is what I want to teach you about. So the Lord says, I'll be your guide. So <clears throat> we, would, we would understand that life offers us many pathways. So we, we have terms in life. We would say um, there's a career pathway. You've heard that, I hope. Yeah, there's a career pathway. Sometimes there's a, a finance path. When we manage our money, they'll say, here's a, a finance path that, that they can follow. We have health and fitness paths where we, we join up for the gym and, and commit ourselves to, to that. I don't know who would do that, but apparently they do. Um, we have educational pathways. But there are many pathways life can take or directions if we want to use it like that word. Many directions that we can take, many pathways that are before us. So <clears throat> there's, there's a thing called pre-vocational training that prepares you in a career direction. So there's also vocational training. It's a narrow focus that leads into one particular field. That could be medical, hospitality, trade, or agriculture. But that's a vocational training. is is a, a, a narrow focus that trains you for a particular industry. So life has many pathways, and they crisscross at all levels of our lives. And we put great effort into choosing pathways for good reason, or we ought to. And what I want us to, to see tonight is we as a church need to choose a pathway of what kind of people we're gonna be for God. What kind of church we wanna be for Tumby Bay. What kind of a place, what kind of things we preach about, and we need to choose a pathway. <clears throat> See, there are times we, we can feel trapped by a pathway that we've been on. And we all know stories of those who, who have a professional or who have had a professional pathway and get to a point and, and leave it all behind to do something completely different. So there's stories of um, the doctor who became a chef. Uh, the policeman who bought a pub, that seems to be every pub in New South Wales, all ex-cops. Uh, a farmer who became an accountant. And the accountant who became a plumber because he wanted to make more money. That's where the money is, they say. But let's take a moment to consider our spiritual pathway. This is personal, as individuals, but it also relates to us as a people of God. And I believe God puts you together, He knits people together with a heart, with a purpose, with a desire to move things in a particular direction so that we, we win together great things spiritually. And that's where the angle I'm talking about is a spiritual pathway that we take with others. And that's a really important thing. So the world would say, that there are many options when it comes to spiritual things. So, you know, I, I know there are so many philosophies when it comes to spirituality. Just like saying, hey, spirituality is in, in going to see a psychic reader. Um, but I want us to take a moment to consider what Jesus said. Because he said this in Matthew 7, verse 13 to 14. Is that there? There it is. Thanks, Matilda. You're making me look good. <laughs> so, you can enter, or Melissa, or whatever the name was, I might be joking. I'm only teasing, it's okay. I'll 
Peter Birkhoff Keller. Who killed the name of Matthew 7, verse 13 14. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for the many who choose the easy way. But the gateway to life is small and the road or the pathway is narrow and only a few <clears throat> ever find it. So Jesus speaks of himself saying he is the way. He is the pathway to life, to spiritual life. And we want to get things right to follow Jesus on that pathway to life. So there's no other way and there is no shortcut. So you wish you could, um, I, I don't know for you, I'll speak for myself. I would wish that I could make a jump to a better position in life. Um, but life is rarely like that. Um, and my message tonight is not to look for fast jumps, the fast track, the shortcut, from where I am right now to some other place, you know, spiritually thinking. So if you're willing, you can enter a new walk along a different path that will lead you to where you want to be. And I hope, I hope and pray that in a church we have a, a healthy hunger to be stepping into new things spiritually. And I think it's, it's a sign of unhealth when it comes to our spiritual condition if we want to stay just the same, if you want to go back to how things used to be. Um, and, and I want us to live in the moment, but, and I said it on Thursday night, we live on the right side of history spiritually. Yeah. We live on the great side of history spiritually. So we shouldn't be thinking, hey, I wish we could go back to how things used to be, because I think we've got to be the kind of church that is, and we are the kind of church that God has positioned us in this time, in the world, the way things are going, He's put us in this time to shine. Yeah. He's created us to, to make a difference in the world. And, and I want to encourage you that God has his purpose for us right now. So there are no shortcuts. But uh, if you're willing, you can enter and you walk along a different path that will lead us to where we really want to be. So walking with Jesus is a steady walk. It's a narrow walk. It's a consistent progression. And we can be set on a new pathway. So if we want to go back on the old pathways, we'll, we'll, we'll go backwards. We'll find ourselves um, frustrated and confused. But what I want to get through to you tonight is Jesus has a new pathway for every day. So walking with Jesus is a steady walk, a narrow walk. And we can be blessed through any choice we make when we are on the pathway with Jesus. So sometimes I also think, well, what if I make the wrong choice? Then, then I'll muck up God's plans. You know something? If we do make a bad choice and we make a bad mistake, we just turn back to the Lord and we ask Jesus to, to forgive us and to direct us and to come back into our life and to, to, to point us in the right direction again. <clears throat> so perhaps if you're... Um, if you aren't where you want to be right now. Uh, we can't make jumps to other levels, but we can make steps to get there. So you might think, well, I think the plans of God went a bit slower than I thought. So we can, we're tempted sometimes to take the shortcut, try and make things happen faster for God. I want to say, that's what Abraham did. I might go into the story, but Abraham tried to make shortcuts for God because it didn't seem to be adding up what God had promised. 
But we can, uh, we can pray and we can ask Jesus to walk with us. And ask Jesus, walk with me. So I want to tell you about a pathway that will take you forward, forward into God's plan, into purpose and into destiny. And it does include those around us. John 14, verse 6. Now this is Thomas speaking on behalf of the disciples. And he asked Jesus, how can we know the way? So Jesus was talking about, you know, uh, you know I'm going away and... and and they're, they're like confused. So Thomas speaks up and says, well, what do you mean? I don't, we don't even know what you're talking about right now. And Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, Jesus describes a spiritual pathway to heaven, to God, to the Father, and it is through him. So we, we might think, well, there may be some other shortcut. There may be some other way. And unfortunately, even for Christians or churchgoers, there can be a temptation to think the other way to God is, is if I um, do some behaviour modification. If I give my life and sacrifice things and, and, and beat myself and, and do all these kind of things. But we don't need to do that. All we need to do is accept the free gift of Christ in our life and He's done all the heavy lifting. He's the pathway to heaven. He's the pathway to the Father. And I think that's a, a big issue that many people don't ever understand fully. <clears throat> so I just want to, oh, I've got a question. Who's ever felt like at a dead end? Maybe you might be one um, at the moment. When it looks like there is no hope and there is no way forward and life has kind of stopped at a certain point. For some people, that, that point might have stopped a long time ago. But you've just gone through the motions. You, you are still in church. You still pray. You're still reading the Word. You're still doing all those things. But you came to a point in your life where, where maybe there was a trauma or something. You know, it could be many, many things. But you're at a dead end. When it looks like there is no hope and no way forward, you could be at a dead end in, in a marriage, um, in a career, Perhaps a, a health challenge or finances, and sometimes even spiritually, where you know things have, have come against you and you've felt the attacks of the enemy, and you feel yourself at a spiritual dead end. I want to give you a dead end story that ends well when the people turn to God. Exodus 14, verse 14 to 16. And I love the song we started tonight, Penny. He turns, uh, or, you know, something into. Graves in the gardens, and what's the other part of it? The, yeah, and. Oh, he's dancing. No, he's into highways, is what I wanted to say. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Exodus 14, 14 and 16. It says, <clears throat> This is the story. The people of Israel are leaving Egypt, and they've got the Egyptian army coming behind them, on the hills. So they can't go back to Egypt. You know, that, that, even though some said, hey, let's go back. They can't go, go back. They know that. And in, they get to a point where the Red Sea is in front of them, so there is no way forward. They've got a sea in front of them and an army behind them. Sea in front. No ferry waiting. No ship. No boats. Not even a fleet of canoes. And Moses must have been thinking, Lord, you mixed up the itinerary a bit here. Remember Jesus, you know, God saying, I will be your guide. 
And I think if I was Moses, I'd be saying, God, why did you bring us here? What are you doing? And sometimes in life we go through those questions, especially if you're a leader. You'd you be, you be questioning yourself, God, what did I do something wrong? But, you know, you, this can't be your plan. Because I've got to a place and now it's literally a dead end. There's, there's a sea in front of us that we can't cross. And there's, a, there's an enemy that wants us control, wants to at least kill us or enslave us again. So we don't want to go back there. And I know if I was Moses, and I guess what most of us would think in these situations, we'd be looking for a quick jump right out of there, right now. God, get me out of here. I don't want to be in this place. So Egypt represents sin. It represents the past. It represents our old life. Things that seek to contain you, control you, and enslave you. Spiritual things. And so we need to realize that's what Egypt represents. So if we were to say in those situations, well, you know what? I can't see the way forward, God. You must have made a mistake. What am I doing here? And I've got to challenge myself as a leader all the time about this because sometimes we get to places where it's like, I can't see the way forward. I don't know what the plan is right now. And it's very easy to think, well, what should we do? Should we go back to where we came from? Should we take the people back to a place where we were enslaved? No, that's not the answer. That's not where God wants us to go. So Egypt always represents the old life, things that seek to contain, control, and enslave us. So we've got to understand God's process that Jesus has a way through what we think is impossible. And that's what I love about the kingdom of God and serving Jesus. See, <clears throat> life can be like this sometimes. You know you can't back. You don't, you don't want to go back. But it looks like there is no way to go forward. And I want to encourage you, there is always a way forward. We just have to wait for God's miracle. See, in this, in, in this situation, um, they could have surrendered to Egypt. But it's when your chances are small, your choices are limited, that you really need to follow Jesus. You, <coughs> me, you really need to keep stepping one foot on the, the narrow path, uh, after another foot on the narrow path, after another foot on the narrow path, and just keep stepping. We're, we're always ever only one choice away from winning or losing on the path. So Exodus 14, verses 15 and 16 says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? And you know, if you've ever been in those desperate times, those desperate places, you think, God, why did you lead me to this place? Why did you bring me to here? It could be in business. And you're thinking, well, I, I stepped out in faith. It could be in church time. It could be uh, in, in a friendship. It could be in a relationship. It could be in many, many areas in life. Many pathways of our life where we can get to this point. And we think, God, why, why did you bring me here? It's when we really need to follow Jesus. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? He says, tell the people to get moving. Now, if I was Moses right now, I'd be saying, yeah, great. Where are we moving to? So what do you want me to do? And he says, pick up your staff. Raise your hand over the sea. And, I, and there's a few things there. He says, pick up your staff. It's, it's pick up the call of God again. The, the mantle of leadership comes on. So like, pick it up. Raise your hand over the sea. 
I'm just going to you know, take license today. Raise your hand in the house of God to worship. Raise your hand in prayer. Raise your hand and, and reach out to God saying, God, I need your answer right now. That's what that symbolizes to me. I'm taking license there. He says, pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so that Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll give you just key points if you're taking notes. Tell the people to get moving. See, you can't walk with Jesus if you're stuck in the same spot. See, you know, so there's some practicalities here. You can't say, hey, I'm going to follow Jesus, but then say, but I'm not moving. I like it just how it is right now. The, Egypt, the Egyptians are just far enough away. The sea is, is still closed in front of me. But we've got to, it, it, we, we uh, are required to take a step. We can't stay in the same spot. The second thing I want us to see is a path open. God does a miracle when we do the second. So a path open so all the people could walk through on dry ground. But it all started with telling people to get moving. Could you imagine what kind of people are we when, when God starts to say, take steps, start moving? We'd say, well, we can't see the change here. What do you want us to step into? What do you want us to step into, God? Where are you leading us? We're all going to drown. We, we, there's nowhere to go. But he said, you know, raise your hand, start to worship. Get the people to start moving. And as they began to step into the banks of, of the, the, the Red Sea, I can just imagine the water starting to separate, starting to, to, to mount up on either side and create walls of water, creating a dry ground for the people to walk through. Penny, can you come and join me again, please? So when things look like a dead end, when things get desperate, Jesus, I want you to get this, is probably the best part of tonight's message. I get excited just thinking about it. When it looks like a dead end, when things get desperate, Jesus hasn't run out of escape plans. And I want to tell you whatever you, maybe you're not facing anything right now, but you will eventually in your life. I want you to try and remember this. Jesus has not run out of escape plans for your life. So when things come against you, when there's a challenge from the enemy, there's an escape plan that Jesus has for us. Start moving. That's a, a faith activates God's pathway. Get moving is a faith activation that, that activates God's path. See, the devil will always seek to trap you and Jesus will always lead you out. One step at a time. We don't have to wait for the helicopter. We don't have to wait for the, for the parachute out of there. Jesus says, get moving. Get moving, get stepping into the pathway. And I love this next part. If you're at that place right now, perhaps you've been stopped, pardon me, in life, stopped by something. This is a great word for us tonight. Psalm 77, verse 19 and 20. I absolutely love this. It says, Your road led through the sea, your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. I absolutely love that. So we don't even know it's there. No one knows it's there. No, 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 no advisor can tell you, oh, this is what God's going to do. You just watch. 
But when we start taking steps of faith, when we have our eyes on Jesus, there's a pathway that no one else could know was there. You know, the best part, the devil doesn't know it's there. He's thinking he's got you trapped. He's thinking he's got you cornered. He's thinking, I've got you now. And then God says, oh, oh look at this, I've still got a plan. I'm going to open a pathway where no one else knows it's there. So you got up a pathway where the situation was impossible. There is a way when you think it's over, when you can't see a way. So that whole book of Exodus is a story of people following the pathway as they went on God's process of dealing with their past, preparing them for their promised land. Sometimes we think, well, God, thinks this pathway that I'm on is taking too long. But God's saying, I'm preparing you for a promised land. So never get impatient. Never think it's taking too long. And, and it's so easy to, to desire the shortcut of the pathway to a promise. We've got to resist those things. It's like if you ever seen a chick try to break out of an egg and think, oh, the poor little thing, I can see a little beak and it's taking so long. I'll help it. And you, you, you break the, the, the egg open for it and the, the little chick kind of dies. It just it needs to have the struggle to build the strength, the struggle of breaking the, the shell open, breaking the egg, strengthens it enough to have when once that shell's been removed to have the strength to stand on its own feet. When we try and take a shortcut for that tiny little chick, we actually do damage. And it doesn't strengthen itself like it needs to to be able to stand on its own. But Jesus has something for us to take home. Who's ready for a take home? Yeah. <clears throat> Proverbs 4, verse 25 and 27. So if we're thinking, how do I stay on the path? How do I not get impatient? How do I keep stepping forward? Look at this. It says, look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. And I want to tell you something. God will put a promise in your heart. God will put a desire within you, within your spirit for something. And again, it could be a pathway for many things. But I want us to have a, a, an eye for a pathway spiritually that Jesus wants to, to take us on. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for you. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. Can we please stand together, church? One of the things that I really believe in is the power of praying for people, laying on of hands, anointing with oil sometimes, but praying for people for their breakthrough. Praying with people for their breakthrough. Because I know there's been many times in my life where I've been in church and I've thought, God, you're stirring me. God, you're challenging me. And it's like the message can do that. The worship sometimes can do that. The prayer can do that. But we need to seal it in our soul. We need to seal that in our spirit, deep in our heart. And one of the ways we, we do that is by saying, God, I want to respond to your words. And the way we do, do that around here is we just invite you to come and, and we'll have some people pray with you, stand with you, prophesy over you, and determine for, for your life, agreeing with you for things. 
So we need to pray for people today. And if, if there's something in this message that has spoken to you, then step forward. Say, Jesus, I want you to complete the work in me today so I don't go home the same way that I came. I go home energized. I come home you know, um, motivated. I go home with something to carry me into my next week. But I know there are those, I know for a fact there's those here tonight, today. And you know you can't go back and you don't want to go back to yesterday. You don't want to go back to living in Egypt. But right now you can't see the way forward. Today, Jesus had this message just for you to turn a switch in your mind, to turn a switch in your spirit, to turn a switch in your thinking that you can say, Jesus, I'm stepping forward. I'm going to get moving to the purpose you have for me. So we're going to pray a declaration uh, in a moment. But I'm just going to ask you, if that's you today, uh, I'm inviting you forward right now. Uh, perhaps we can sing something, Penny, and maybe feel you if you want to join us. Let's just sing. And if that's you, then, then make a step of faith saying, God, I don't want to be, I don't want to get caught in the past. I don't, I, I don't want to go back to Egypt. I certainly don't want to drown in the Red Sea either. But Lord, I need your help to see the pathway before me. If that's you, then I'm inviting as we sing, I invite you to come and uh, we'd love to pray with you, believe you on the, um, you know, just have one last thing to do after we do that and um, and then we can have some supper together. But if you will, please come. We'd love to pray with you today as we sing.